0: This is Baby Making Simplified. Find to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. (laughs) And we're just freaking out. I feel like we have to talk about it. Please. I need to. (laughs) Obviously, I need to. Okay, full disclosure. We are recording this episode before we record our Kardashian bonus show. And I know the Kardashian bonus show aired yesterday, and this one is airing on Tuesday. But we had guests, the girls from the Chicks in the Office show, they're coming in. So I don't really know how it's going to go. And we wanted to be able to have the opportunity to freak out just the two of us about something that happened over the weekend. (laughs) Do you want me to say it or do you want to? (laughs) Fine, I'll say
1: it. Kim Kardashian, you guys familiar with her work? (laughs) Posted
0: a clip from our podcast that Brad Goreski had restoried on her own story. Okay, let me just explain what happened really quickly and then I promise we'll get into the news. So... We had we had posted a clip of Brad talking about Kim, and we made the caption, like, could listen to at Brad Gretzky talk about at Kim Kardashian all day. He reposted it on his story and wrote, like, a subject I'm very passionate about and tagged her. She then reposted that clip, and none of us, it was up for eight minutes, and none of us had seen it, which I know sounds like a very short amount of time, but we, number one, are constantly on Instagram, and number two, constantly looking at Kim's story. So the fact that we didn't see it for eight minutes is kind of crazy. All of a sudden, Isabel texts us Full blown panic, like capital, all. Like casual. she physically she couldn't, couldn't type. speak. She didn't know. What she's like Kim, guys. Kim, story. I'm like, I'm like, what? What is going on? She calls me. She's on Metro North train, hysterically crying, and all of a sudden, I go to Kim's story, and my voice is on. <laughs> I can't even, my voice is on Kim's story. And I was like, Julie, what the fuck is going on? No, our inboxes were out of control also. This was more than Jordan Gate, more than Lala and 50, more than anything that has ever happened. Our inboxes went wild. We had people calling us like, no, it was it was truly the craziest day ever. And I know if you're listening to this and you don't somehow still haven't fully gotten our appreciation for the Kardashians, you may think this sounds ridiculous. I want to clarify. Like, yeah, of course, there was a part of it that was just us kind of fangirling because, of course, we're, you know, we're giant fans of Kim. But it was so much more than that. It was like as two girls who are really trying to build a media company, Kim is very calculated. Like, to us, that was her giving us the okay, like acknowledging yeah. what we do. I'm not saying she like listens or anything crazy like that, but that was just a really cool moment. You know what else
1: was so amazing about it? it? was
0: you can get Kim at a time where her story
1: is just filled because she is like, she's promoting KKW Beauty and doing all these things. And her like
0: Instagram lines are like tiny, tiny. She had like four stories up and we were one of them. It was just really cool. It was, I don't know. There was just something about it. They have to be so careful with what they post, and if she thought that even for a second that our brand was kind of, like, could be negative to her, she wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? Right. She has to have at least a little bit of knowledge to know that, and- I don't know. To me that it was just the coolest. It was the most validating thing. Because we technically obviously we don't could have had a
1: podcast that was talking like everything was talking shit about the Kardashians and that one clip was us asking Brad to justify why she why he likes them. Yeah. And she would it, it she would never post that without having the knowledge that we
0: talk about them in such like a respectful, like admirable way. Right. And I think also part of it is like Simon, her best friend in the entire world, came on here. Like She knows that we are, like, quote, good people. You know yeah, what I mean? definitely. I don't know. But yes, to everybody that was freaking out and, and we freaked out, we have this Patreon thing that we talked about last time. We launched our Patreon on June 2nd, and it's been so fun. It's kind of, for anybody unaware, I'll just quickly explain what it is. It's a website where content creators can, uh, it's a subscription-based service where followers can kind of gain bonus content so we have a Facebook group and we were losing our shit in the and Facebook group and everyone
1: was it wasn't just us that was the other such like the most validating piece of it was like we were going crazy and then every single other person was amping us up we got I, I can't even tell you how many inboxes and how many like comments on the Facebook group it was insane
0: I know it was really it was a cool experience and I'm, I'm so happy that all of you were a part of it Okay. There's a lot of new stories. We're going to get into it. There's so many things to talk about. I want to start with the one that very unsurprisingly, obviously, Bradley Cooper and Irina Shayk have split. So they have been together for four years and they have one daughter together, Leia. She's two years old. They weren't married, but obviously they were serious and living together. <laughs> this kind of rocked.
1: Rocked, really? Because I kind of wish that we were a video podcast in this one moment just so it could cut to the pretense-to-be-shocked meme.
0: I have literally never been less surprised by anything in my life. Sorry. No, no, no. I know. I mean, I think everybody was— Okay, here's what it is. This is my thing. So obviously you guys know all the speculation that was going on with Lady Gaga and Bradley and all that kind of stuff. And I think that we said— I haven't gone back and listened, but I think we said in that episode, like, if apparently they're on the rocks and if they split— in my own mind, it will make me believe the Lady Gaga theory a little bit more. It, no, you go, you go. Do you want to finish? Well, I was just going to say, it could have absolutely nothing to do with that. Like, I'm just saying, but I would be lying if I said it didn't, to me, make that seem a little more real.
1: Yes, but what I think it is more than the theory is that, and I've said this before also, it's not so much that it solidifies to me that they were having an affair, that they were sleeping together, or anything like that. What it does for me is reiterate the fact that Bradley, like when you're in a relationship, you can't have that much of a connection with another person outside of relationship and that relationship remain the same. It's just not possible. That connection was not, you can't fake that. And I know Lady Gaga was on Kimmel once and Kimmel jokingly asked her if, the, if she and Brad were, Bradley were sleeping together or whatever. And she said like, no, like Bradley and I are just actors. I guess we did a really good job and we fooled you. That type of connection they have cannot, be, it can't be faked. That was real. And when you have a a connection with somebody that
0: real and that intimate, it's going to affect your other relationship. It just can't not. So let me ask you a question because I completely agree with you. But to the people that are saying, listen, they were probably on the rocks way before any of this. Maybe this intensified, but maybe it didn't. And that's just an added storyline that the press wants to kind of throw out. Do you think, because obviously we know nothing in terms of like the inner workings of their relationship. Do you think that this would have happened regardless of Gaga or you think Gaga was the catalyst? again? No, no, I think this would have happened regardless of Gaga because I'll
1: I'll tell you my two reasons for this. One, it's no secret that their relationship has had some bums. People who have seen them out in public have reported that like anytime they see them they're fighting. Prior to Gaga, prior to any of this, prior to Bradley on A Star Is Born, they just have this very like tumultuous tumultuous relationship. On the other hand, it's, I'm trying to think of the other point that I was going to make. It just, it, it, I think that it was not destined to last forever. Mm-hmm. I never saw them and thought like, oh my God, that's such an amazing couple. Which granted, they're very private. So it's not like we're seeing their posts on Instagram where they're writing like, I love you so much and whatever. It just, I don't know.
0: It never it never seemed right to me. So yeah. First of all, I kind of agree with you. Again, like we're shooting in the dark here. What do we know? But I, I agree with you. So my, our, so was our final take. We've never actually talked about this offline. So I want to know. Like you're- is our final take that this wasn't because of Lady Gaga, but she potentially intensified it? Yeah, I think she potentially intensified
1: it and also potentially uh, just hurried it up. Yeah, I Exped- think she expedited, ex- the ex- expedited the process. Correct. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm not I agree. so good with my words
1: today. I'm a little it's tired.
0: That's why you have me. <laughs> Let's move on to story number two. So Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger are officially married. Katherine is 29. She's obviously the daughter of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver. And Chris Pratt, he's 39. They got married in Montecito, California on Saturday. If you guys remember, you know, after Chris split up with Anna Faris, which obviously was kind of heartbreaking for all of us, I feel like as a collective community. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He so quickly, or it seemed so quick to all of us, was engaged to Catherine. And that kind of threw us all off. I mean, we were happy and Anna seemed really happy. And they seemed to have a very like loving, supportive relationship, but it kind of all happened so fast. So to me, this wedding happened so fast too. Like, I just wasn't expecting it. I don't know.
1: I know. I actually really like them together. I think they are very similarly aligned with their values and, and everything. And I think they really just work. And I imagine, I mean, I've only heard really amazing things about her and I imagine that she's probably so great to his son and that helped it. And and they both have like these really strong Christian values and I think she also adapted really well to this kind of farm lifestyle that he has going on. I I think the reason that people think it happened so quickly and are also having such a hard time with it is because Chris and Anna were like that couple. Like they were the funny, cute, like down to earth. Can I make a comparison?
0: John Krasinski and uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah,
1: very similar. Right? Very similar, but what do you think about Chris and Anna breaking up in the first
0: place? Just to throw it back for a minute. I still don't really get I don't know. I think that it just was one of those situations where it just didn't work. Maybe they were better off as friends. I don't know. From from what I
1: understand about where it went wrong is that he kind of got really big and she had a hard time with that because she was always the she was always the bigger of the two. And then after Parks and Rec and after Guardians of the Galaxy, he really like Blew up, and I think that it just threw off the dynamic of their relationship, which is understandable. I think that when you're used to, you know, your partner being perceived by the public in a certain way, and it and it makes you feel secure in your relationship,
0: then for that to change, obviously your relationship is going to change as well. Totally, I have no idea if there's any validity to that. Like, like I know that it's true that that happened, but if her feeling that way. But, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. That can totally. It, I loved them together. Too, I love them together. Just for anybody that didn't hear about the ceremony. So, it was small. There were about 70 people. Both of their families were in attendance. And Chris's son, who, his name is Jack, he's six. He, obviously, him and Anna had uh, him together. And Rob Lowe hosted the rehearsal dinner at his house. So, the Lowe's and the Schwarzenegger's are very, very close. Like, Johnny Lowe and Patrick Schwarzenegger. Well, are Rob, brothers. I don't know if they met, but they got really close. Rob was also in Parks and Rec. Yeah. If you remember. And so they're kind of like friends of the double as family. So obviously the Lowe's had a really big involvement and they they always are playing, you know, golf together. And I don't know, they just seem really happy. They had the whole thing. It was a little bit Nick and Priyanka vibes in the sense that Chris and Catherine posted their Instagrams at the exact same time with the exact same caption minus like one word, you know, Chris's suit, my dress, whatever. And it was, uh, you know, about Armani because Armani you know, it's interesting. Office. Yeah. Chris
1: is really calculated sometimes this personal life and you wouldn't expect his personality to reflect that. He's very much like the goofy. Yeah.
0: That, that kind of, I don't know. So it threw me off a little. I know it's so not a big deal. Like what you're making a big deal of coordinated Instagram posts. I just wasn't expecting it, I guess. Yeah. You know, it, it is. I love a non-coordinated Instagram post. I think it's so, I mean, not that theirs wasn't meaningful. I just think it's, it's got a different vibe. If you look at some of the biggest of this year, though, like this year and last year, JLo and A-Rod, same exact time. Nick and Priyanka, same exact time. Um, who are, who are, I'm trying to think of who are the other really big ones. Pete Davidson didn't have an Instagram at the time, I don't think. Yeah. They were not calculated anything they did on Instagram. No. Miley
1: and, Miley and Liam? No, no, she posted really. like a bunch, remember? Yeah. He doesn't post a
0: ton on Instagram either. He like takes a break and then will come back and post five and then take a break. No, totally. Also interesting to note that they— Chris and Catherine met last summer after Maria Shriver, who's her mom, introduced them. So That's I sweet. Just, yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that too. They seem like a really nice family. Yeah. They really do. I don't know. I agree. What do we know about it? That's how I feel. There's a lot of relationship stories today. I'm in such a good mood, Julie. <laughs> I, I really am. I, I like know feel you are. we had, I have to say, last week, it was so crazy because so many things happened last week and we'd be walking just like down the street to a meeting and me and Julie and Isabel would look at each other and we're like, this is such a transformative week. Way before anything with Kim happened. Like we just felt this energy was going on. I forgot about last week. Yeah. And then the thing with Kim happened and like, I just feel like we're in such a flow and I I don't know. I sound like someone listening is going to be like, you're such a, but I feel like this overwhelming sense of gratitude. And I said it to you last night. Yes. I, I really did. do I,
1: And I agree with you a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for experiencing this with us. Awesome. Okay, moving on to Gwyneth and Brad Falchuk. So, Gwyneth was in, a, in an interview um, with the Sunday Times said that her and Brad don't actually live together. That he sleeps at his own house when his children, his two children, Brody and Isabella, when they stay over, and then he spends four nights at her house. And her quote was, "Oh, all my married friends say that that's the way we live. That the way we live sounds ideal, and we shouldn't change a thing." Honestly? Really, I'm not surprised at all. It sounds kind of ideal. It does sound ideal. Like, I don't know. Apparently, so he um, listed his house for $10 million last week. So we heard. So, yeah. I don't know the accuracy of that, but maybe they have plants to moving together. I don't know. She's right, though. I think that a lot of married people would agree with that. I think she just changed
1: modern marriage.
0: <laughs> also, like, how good for his kids to not
1: totally disrupt their lives. Yeah, that it wasn't totally— It's a hard like a, transition to move out of your house, in, especially into someone else's house, or have somebody move into your house. Not everybody can be J-Lo and A-Rod. No. It doesn't—that That is smoothness of another level. Yeah. I mean, it is a rarity, I think, that you could have a transition that easy. Because, I mean, you look at J-Lo's kids and A-Rod's kids, and you would think they would have been siblings their whole lives. It's so weird that they weren't. And they're such, I guess, a model
0: way to do it, but not— a, like a realistic way, I guess. Exactly. It's like in in theory, how amazing would it be if everybody could be like that? But what are the chances that two lifestyles were just that compatible? And like the, the families mesh together so well. No, it's 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 definitely a rarity. Yeah. But I mean, we spend in our own lives, nothing to do with having this account or any of this. We spend so much time talking about J Lo and Aaron and their dynamic. Like you don't understand. It's weird. No, almost. no. It's first of all and we're gonna get
1: into it more because we have to talk about that video of him saying that his dream date would have been J-Lo Stop. but if you even look at the way the kids interact with each other separate and apart from the way the kids interact with the other person they the kids love each other so much there's the video of them at, at um J-Lo's concert and Emmy and and her and A-Rod's daughter Tashi are like dancing together like not even realizing they're on camera just like genuinely like love each other and like
0: to said, like, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. You know what? This is, we're going out of order, but let's just let's just go with it, it around j Okay, so there's two things we want to talk about with them. Number one was J-Lo's daughter, got on, her daughter Emmy, got on stage with her. You guys have to watch this video. What what should they Google? Like, J-Lo, J-Lo singing, singing with J-Lo her daughter. With it'll, daughter come it'll come up. So she, it was at her concert on Friday, and she brought her up. They were wearing these matching red outfits, and they were singing the song, Limitless. JLo was beaming with pride. Let me tell you what she looked like. She looked like A-Rod looking at her at the Met Gala. Yeah. Right? Yep. She was so happy to have her daughter like, living out almost her legacy and carrying it out in such a beautiful way. This girl has a fucking incredible voice, I think.
1: No, she's—oh, my God. She is so, so,
0: so talented. So talented. You guys got to watch this video. It, okay, I have to say, I haven't really, like, sat down and, and gone through JLo's YouTube channel, but she launched a YouTube channel earlier this year. It's lit. Like it's It is so, lit. It's so good.
1: Anything she does is good. She's, like, one of those people that anything she touches turns to gold. She's like a Will Smith in that regard. Yes. Right? She can like, do no She's not wrong, just going to really come think. on
0: YouTube. She's going to come on YouTube and make a fucking splash. Yeah. Totally. Of
1: course. Like Kylie.
0: Like Kylie. Oh.
1: So and then much. the other thing that we have to talk about is the video of him. So MLB Network posted this video of a throwback video of A-Rod that probably—oh, my God. It had to have been, like, 15 years ago, probably. He looked so young and, like, adorable and baby-faced. And they say to him, like, a date with A—like, a dream date with A-Rod. What does that look like? Like, what does it look like for you? And he goes— Jennifer Lopez, if you can get me that, and it's like, oh my god!
0: Oh no, no! And,
1: and he didn't even hesitate.
0: Wasn't he was like, mm, it was like Jennifer Lopez. Okay, uh, first of all, went first of all when we first saw that video, we both freaked out together. But also, didn't that one video almost like contextualize the way that he looks at her now? Like yes. it made so. Much, it was like a Kanye Kim moment. You know what else I'm gonna compare it to? Even though. Know. It's not probably the best comparison.
1: Pete Davidson saying, How cool is it that I'm with Ariana? It's the girl I usually jerk off to. <laughs> I still think it's the most romantic quote I've ever heard in my life. After Julie said that
0: on air, <laughs> like seven moms texted Isabel's her. mom
1: texted Isabel and goes, Please tell Julie it is not romantic that Pete Davidson jerks off to Ariana. I'm like,
0: <laughs> I'm sitting I right have I you said. on
1: one hand saying that. That's Emma's favorite compliment to get. So what the fuck <laughs> am I supposed to do? <laughs> I was about to say, I see nothing wrong with it. I'm (laughs) like, it's the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) That's fucking
0: funny. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a feeling. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. There's just, what else is there to say other than we are obsessed with this couple. And we've said it since the beginning. You guys, we are going to host like a giant, I almost want to rent out a fucking movie theater to watch their wedding. Like literally just the Instagram stories of the day of their wedding. Holy fuck, that's going to be unbelievable. Okay, I'm also going to consciously try to say fuck less, so I'm not. <laughs> I say too much. Go ahead. Okay, let's move on to another iconic person, which is Beyonce. Do you want to explain this, or would you like me to? No, I'll explain it. It was just kind of weird.
1: So, hold on one second. Ugh, these iPads lock. You know, we upgraded to iPads.
0: Yeah, so we should tell— <laughs> in our We were hour- wasting a lot of paper. <laughs> Isabel couldn't handle it. We were, like, printing so much, and she was totally right. So we decided to get iPads. We had Isabel get, like, custom uh, covers, and here we are. So I pulled up the story. Thank you for stalling me and you. No. So Beyonce's publicist, Yvette Noelle Scher, like, literally had to come out and say something because people were just going crazy. So she released a statement that said... I'm looking back today at the start of the On The Run 2 tour. One year ago, it was a place of joy, unimaginable entertainment from two of the best performers in the world, and a place of love. Every single day on that tour, I saw love, which is why I also want to speak here to the beautiful Beehive. I know your love runs deep, but that love has to be given to every human. It will bring no joy to the person you love so much if you spew hate in her name. We love you. Which I thought was a really— she had to address it in the way that she did it, I thought was great. So then Nicole, who's the woman that was being attacked— apparently was getting, like, death threats. It was insane. So she deleted her Instagram account, and she also came out with a statement that said, Listen, Beehive, um, I respect Queen Bee. I love her. I talked to her husband twice tonight. First, to take a drink order for them both when they arrived as they were our guests. Second, to explain why I gave his wife a rose from a fan. All of this has been taken out of context. I'm a happily married woman. Telling me to kill myself, somehow I don't think she would support this. Which, no shit. I mean, whether or not Beyonce really did want to, like, deck this bitch in the moment, there's a 0% chance she would support any of this. It was so uncalled for and so ridiculous and only a result, in my opinion, one of, yes, of course, they're like, intense loyalty to her, but because of Lemonade. Like, if none of that happened, this, this wouldn't have been blown up in this no, way. No, no, it
1: wouldn't have. It was just—it was really weird. Like, I also, like, when I first saw Beyonce's face, I was like, that's a weird of Beyonce to do, like, especially publicly, because the second before that happened— she was, like, waving to the camera, so she was obviously on camera when it happened. But I thought it was just, like, like when your face makes a reaction that you can't control. I think people blew it, obviously, way, way out of proportion, but not even with the comments, just with assuming that it was something so negative. And Sir John, who's her makeup artist, commented on a post about it and said, I'm on the floor over this one.
0: I know that face. Okay, so let me tell you, when we got that comment in, we so badly wanted to post it as a solo because obviously, to us, we know exactly who Sir John is. Like, we but know not all everyone does. Yeah, but not everybody does. Like, not everybody would know who that is. That is, it. That okay. Sir John to Beyonce is like Mario to Kim, but right. even intensified. That is like her person, her glam guru. So he knows that face. Like, yeah. I
1: mean, I felt, and I also felt like that was his way of being like, there's no harm here, that just, she just does that. Yeah. Like I felt like he needed to speak out on her behalf and also shows how not serious he thought it was that she was, that he was, you know, making a joke about it. Completely. And
0: everyone just wow. Just wow. Also, the Nicole's husband was there sitting next to him. Like sitting next to her. That's what was it wasn't like okay. I could understand it more if it was like some very hot girl that walks up, is like on JC. Literally her husband was the seat next next to her. Wait, and
1: also in her comments, she said they were their guests. Obviously, there was no I don't know, the whole thing was off. The whole May. thing was
0: off, yeah. Okay, let's move on to more couple news, or more iconic couple news. This is uh, Jada and Will. So in a sneak peek for an upcoming Red Table Talk episode, Jada, th- she had a couple therapists on. And she talks about infidelity in her relationship with Will. And she says, I'm asked a lot about, is there infidelity in your relationship with Will? And it's like, no, but there have been other betrayals of the heart that have been far bigger than I could even think in regards to an infidelity situation.
1: What Interesting. A fucking cliffhanger. Yeah, right? We're just going to have to
0: watch. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent marketing there, Red Table Talk. I mean, they're good at what they do, trust me. They are good at what they do. That video of Jordan walking on, I will never forget till the day I die, I swear to God. Never. Oh my God, never. That was the most, that was the most adrenaline I felt in a really long time. That was like... That was the craziest week of our lives.
1: Oh my... No, that was, there's no... Week, it was like three weeks and I've never
0: experience anything like that. Aside from how crazy the event was, the fact that we were like in this position and having to report on it and the podcast was going like viral. Remember I woke up and we're like 11 on the chart. I was like, Julie, what is happening? No, it was was something that I don't even know if we'll ever experience again. I know. The last two things that we want to talk about, we are bringing in a special correspondent, also known as our best friend and employee, Isabel, because she... Full disclosure, watched the Jonas Brothers documentary, which Julie and I haven't had the chance to yet. And she also has been historically a very big Jonas Brothers fan, and I think she can talk about it a little bit more of an intelligent angle. And I think a good thing about us is we know what we know, and we know we don't know. So I think Isabel used to run a Jonas Brothers fan account. Yeah, she she probably won't say that. out loud, know, no. She no. She's
1: She's She's waiting off the background. She's like, it was One Direction. It was, I know she ran both
0: of those. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, before we bring in Isabel, though, I have to take a second to tell you guys about Talkspace. I know I've spoken very openly about how passionate I am about therapy in my own life, and that's why I'm really excited to tell you guys about this. So Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. It's mobile, it's available when you need it, and the best thing is that it's affordable. So Talkspace online therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. So all you do is you basically put in your preferences for therapy, and Talkspace will match you with one of their over 4,000 therapists the very same day. The best thing about this is that you can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. It's very, very convenient, and it's kind of like no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. There are more than a million people who feel happier with Talkspace. Also, like, it's very affordable. And one month of therapy is incredibly expensive. And one month of therapy on the Talkspace platform costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face session. And best of all, you'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. To me, that is like the biggest perk of this. Because sometimes, you have let's say you have a therapy session on Thursday. You don't have to wait an entire week to then talk about your progress. Whereas here, the next day, you immediately can text, audio, whatever. For me, I'm a big voice note person, so I always send audio things. It's just super, super convenient and a really good way to get into therapy. So Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code CELEBS to get your first week free. Again, that's Talkspace.com and use the code CELEBS. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are now back for our Jonas Brothers segment with Isabel, our Jonas Brothers correspondent for
2: the day. Oh, my God. (laughs) 13-year-old me? Is shaking, shaking.
0: Yeah, it's
1: well
2: shaved before she went to the Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> you know how many people sent me that meme? Was it One Direction or Jonas? No, was it was, meme? Uh, Jonas I don't. Know, Brothers. Whatever. Either way, yeah. Okay, fine. I was. I'm a big boy band girl. I'm not afraid to say it. I ran a. Before the before our silly account, <laughs> I ran a, a One Direction update account that I had to give up to some girl in England because I went to sleepaway camp and I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Oh, you I stop <laughs> telling people this. You know what? I bet every fucking person can relate, and I bet half of the people listening probably followed my account. So <laughs> we should you
1: have, done, throw we should have done a
2: background check on her.
0: This is fucking
2: <laughs> mortifying. Wait, 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 let's throw out the
0: name. That girl in England is going to be lit.
1: <laughs> I don't remember her name. One Direction isn't even together yeah, anymore. One Direction. Like, is what does she want them to
2: promote? Okay. Like a dead so, band. Wait. So I was a big Jones Brothers girl. I went to a million concerts, blah blah blah. So when they got back together, you know, I it fizzled out like you get over it. They they're not putting out music and um but I'm beyond ecstatic that they're back. I had to put my thoughts like really concise because so much happened in the last week, two weeks that I mean, we could do a whole episode. Maybe we'll do a Patreon bonus show about it, but so much has happened. I mean, they talk about a comeback. Like their PR team
0: well, hold on. First of all, aside from their the way that they are on Instagram, they also happen to have amazing features. Like, their paper magazine one was iconic. Oh their Harper's Bazaar one was iconic. Yep. I thought you meant their face. I was like, yeah, they do have great features. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, yeah, duh. And also, the way they're, I have to say, they're common game. So, fun fact, all three of the Jonas Brothers follow us, and so does Sophie Turner. We, we haven't interacted clang. with any clang. of them. <laughs> yeah, That's a clang. fucking clang. Clang. Um, I'm saying that only because, again, that is us manifesting out loud, which we say all the time, that they're going to be on this podcast. I Uh know it's going to happen. I know it is going to happen. But their comment game has been amazing. The um, picture that we posted from Kevin's Harper spread, which we'll get into later— that's Joe in prime time. Yeah, so keep that in the back of your mind when we go to 2019 the 2019 Joe Jonas at its finest. Okay, so they dropped their new album, Happiness Begins, on Friday, and they dropped their Chasing Happiness documentary on Amazon.
2: Isabel, take us away. Okay, well, first of all, I have a bone to pick with whoever decided that the album should be Happiness Begins and the documentary should be Chasing Happiness, which, yeah, it's cute, but, I mean, talk about confusing. So <laughs> uh, the, I'm going to give 30 seconds on this documentary because – Everyone has to watch it. I don't care if you, like, love them, hate them, not really into them. It's so interesting, especially because everyone, like, our age lived through this era. It's literally the the behind-the-scenes of um, Disney making the executive decision to play the year 3000 video before and after every single Hannah Montana episode that we watched. Just so interesting seeing what was going on. Um, Basically, their family was relying so heavily on them to be a success. They gave up everything, literally had to move houses, like— Someone lent them a house that they could rent. They were living in a small house. Everything was about the church. Then the church was not really accepting, who, like, the whole band and their life because their dad was, like, at the head of the church. They left the church. Um, all about their career, their come up, and then obviously the downfall, which kind of comes down to Nick. Um, I think there was a lot of temptation about their solo careers, which, like, is also really interesting to see. Um, one of the best parts, though, was if you guys remember Nick—not Nick—, not Nick Kevin and Danielle Jonas had a reality show on E! called Married to Jonas. And, like, I loved watching it. You know, it was like, at that time, I was like, oh, Kevin's so grown up. He's married. They lived in this gorgeous house in Jersey. The family hated the reality show. Like, they talk about how it was just the worst thing. And you didn't really know when you're watching the show. But I just thought that was such, like, an interesting fact. Kevin
1: hated it or the rest of the family did?
2: No, Kevin and Danielle, I think, liked it. I mean, it was new for them. But the rest of the family fucking hated did it did they like, say why they you know they had a, it was like during a really tumultuous time with their family and then it was all of a sudden these cameras were led into the house and coming to their family dinners and there for these really hard conversations and it's funny actually shout out to craig fletcher he sent me this video of them and like a fan asked a, a recent video a fan saying like oh would you guys ever do a reality show and they all look at each other like with that look being like hell no yeah so it's like a known thing that they hated doing it so I thought that was interesting also interesting is that they kind of touch on Nick and Miley they show a clip from when they appeared on Hannah Montana and that basically Nick found love when he saw Miley and wrote all these songs and well, I, I just, just got, like, got the chills I know well, I don't know why I swear to God I just got the chills I mean really? Nick, Are you and okay? Miley, <laughs> Nick and Miley was like such a thing did do you guys ever used to read ocean up duh I ocean up was my homepage, and it literally was okay. Don't <laughs> give her that look, Julie. I I don't understand how me being obsessed with pop culture back then is, and now I'm just I don't know. There's look just something. At you. <laughs> There's just something
1: about you like what? being so obsessive with it. Like um, I don't know. I can't excuse like, me. I can't explain it.
2: It's my, just, I literally have memories. I just was like, I just you know, you think you're like gonna date one of them? Like maybe I to, that's maybe the the word that I was looking for was delusional and yes. not.
1: Obsessive, Because we're obsessive, not delusional. Yes. Isabel's— okay. A young Isabel was incredibly delusional. Oh, no, young
2: Isabel was really delusional. I used to literally go on my mom's desktop computer, and there was this one picture of Nick wearing this blue satin suit, and I thought he looked so good and grown up. I used to print it and literally take it into my bathroom and just listen to just friends <laughs> blasting and cry. Stop telling people these things. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I think another reason that this is so funny to us is because if you know
0: Isabel, she is like hardcore Capricorn. Like, she's so organized. She's so on her shit. <laughs> And so I can only imagine that the way that her delusion and obsession manifested uh, itself was, like, such organized spreadsheets yeah, of, like, I their like, exact whereabouts. I would like keep, you know what I mean? Yes,
2: no, it wasn't spreadsheets. It was, like, I would keep all their, like, <laughs> really good magazine spreads, like, in folders on my, like— family computer in the office okay we have to get back on track or else I'll never get through this Julie stop looking at Emma like I that I can't
1: it's like <laughs> oh my god my body's having like a physical reaction to you being a weird 11 year old
2: okay well so you think I was weird 11 do we want to pull up the photos I don't think oh my so. god um, you,
1: you get one back brace all of a sudden you're a weird 11 year old Julie
2: you had a back brace braces you would pre-carotage and
0: pre-carotage I can't relate yeah
2: <laughs> okay fine. yeah okay oh, yeah. And I honestly why don't you walk out of the room for a couple of minutes <laughs> no she she is interested but I'm saying like a nice friend okay so who's sucking up <laughs>
1: you're such a fucking
2: kiss ass <laughs> okay I'm sorry here Guess we she's go she's gonna win employee of the week <laughs> um okay anyway so Miley and Nick it was so cute so cute like they flash back to that how they were in love they did not met- mention Demi Lovato which I also thought was really interesting because I feel like she was an intricate part of the story at this time but um who knows that was obviously like a creative choice that they made um Okay, the most interesting part— Did they
1: talk about their purity rings?
2: Yes, there's a whole part about the purity rings, which was really great, and, like, how it became this huge narrative, and then all of a sudden they had them off, and, like, how they would go to every interview, and it was all about the purity rings. But we'll watch it later. I just made
0: an executive decision in this moment that either tomorrow, I think, we'll watch it, the three of us together, and we're going to do a bonus Patreon episode of Just It.
2: Oh. Cool. Oh it's, god, I'm now, so I'm fascinated. Happy. You're it's doing a really, really good job good. selling it.
0: I'm really interested. Keep going.
2: Thank you. We Jonas Brothers, drive. hire me. I'm, I'm looking for a job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't even think about it.
2: Um, Purity rings were kind of hot.
1: Okay. I remember when I was 11, I had to make my counselor, no, I think I was nine, I had to make my counselor a sign at camp that said, she was going to the Jonas Brothers concert that said, like, at Nick Jonas, like, I'll take your V-card. I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> oh my god, that's You're just crazy. like gluing
2: the sequence on yeah. you. are like, what's a V-card? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um. Um, oh, so Kevin, they go—they a lot of issues where it was Nick and Joe. Nick really broke up the band, but then there was a lot of issues where, you know, it's a dynamic of three. Like, Nick and Joe were really, like, bonded and had a lot of similar, like, they were getting with girls. They were really smooth. They were cool. And just—and they were the lead singers, and Kevin wasn't. So there's one issue, which I think Kevin still holds a lot of resentment. And they keep cutting back to them, like, present day, literally sitting, drinking— And answering, like, questions, really, really deep, like, um, issues that they have. And Kevin has this point where he says, you know, one of the darkest times of his life was that once they decided to break up, um, all of a sudden he, like, turned on his TV and he saw that Joe and Nick had gone on and to do this radio concert, and they didn't even tell him. So just the two of it, them did it as the Jonas Brothers. And, you know—
1: He thinks that bad, that's bad. They share what more people say about Nick and Joe together compared to him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. I Honestly, say. I
1: think he's adorable. Okay. I really no, do. not he
2: really— that's Talk about a glow-up. He got a tan. He got a stylist. He looks great. And, you know, I think he's kind of just come to the conclusion— where the brothers are really honest with each other and he kind of has come around to say you know yeah I'm the I'm the guitar player like he's happy to take that third spot and he knows he's not the lead singer and that's fine um but w- what I will say speaking of Kevin is they the Jonas brothers had this Spotify big listening party carnival in Brooklyn that actually some of our friends were at but it was Kevin's daughter's first time ever seeing him perform they're little they're only like five and three or something that's cool and what's cool is in the documentary you know they were started filming the documentary before they even really knew that they were going to do this comeback so he's like you know it makes me sad that my daughters never have seen me like at my greatest like they'll know that I was a rock star I did do these big stadium tours but he's like but they've never seen me they don't know me like they just know me as like their dad which I think he was saying like kind of he felt sad about So then when he's at his first – I think Danielle had said that they saw him perform at SNL, which is not the same as, you know, this huge live show. So all the pictures of them were – oh, my God. The whole concert, he could not stop looking at them. They were, like, on whoever's shoulders, and they were just so happy. Like, imagine – you know, and the older one – is old enough now, she kind of gets it. She's like, that's my dad. And everyone was singing. And I think that was just such a moment.
1: Do you think that because Joe and and Nick are really close with Kevin's kids and then he says, do you think that him having kids saved them from like a more destructive breakup? Yeah.
2: Well, and no, it's not so much about the breakup you'll see in the documentary, but that when um, Elena, their older daughter, I think that's how you say her name, was born. They were not on speaking terms, but then they came and saw the baby, and I think, like you know, babies always soften everything.
0: Can I ask you a question? Were the parents featured in the documentary yes, at all? Yes. Because I, my question was always, I obviously it was hard for each of them individually, but mm-hmm. I always wondered how hard it was for the parents to yeah. watch. Like I grew up, they grew up in the like, two towns over from me, and it was always a thing that they had a really close family. Like, yeah. That was always the thing that we always heard, like, oh, those jo- Jonas boys, they were raised right. Yeah. Like that was a trend. In- No, yeah, the
2: parents – I mean, the parents put literally every single cent, every moment of their life into their career. Like, they gave up absolutely everything. So – and it's, like, their kids. Like, you know, it's not just a band breaking up. It's, like, at the end of the day, these are your siblings. So, yeah, it's really interesting. We'll watch it. But um, what was I talking about? Oh, Kevin's daughter. So Kevin's oldest daughter, Elena, took over – Elena? Elena? Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. She – took all – the whole day that the album came out, took over Danielle Jonas's Instagram. I guess she, like, sees everyone, you know, going live and posting. She – I, I don't think that Danielle highlighted them, but they were literally the funniest things I've ever seen. I posted a clip in our um, Patreon community Facebook group because I literally was screen recording it because I'm like, I, I, this, can't, this can't go away. She kept taking the phone. She kept going live and just being like, Uncle Joe, Uncle Nick, come say hi. Everyone's sending me a million likes. And she kept, she was talking to the camera like she's been doing this her whole life. She's like, can everyone please send me a million unicorn emojis? So the comments are like flooded with emojis. She went, she know
1: how to do that? I
2: don't know. She probably seen, like, you know, she's Kids a random, are crazy. They're very
0: smart. Let me tell you, Northwest.
2: Yeah, Northwest. She West, works that phone. <laughs> I'm telling you, Elena Jonas giving you a run for your money. She was went live like 10 times. North is not happy yeah. right North now. North is not she's concerned, concerned either. either. Chris <laughs> on the phone? Oh my God, Nori's black book is going to put us on blast. <laughs> um, she went live a million times. It was just so cute to see. And she kept, she had like a Jonas Brothers backstage pass around her neck and she kept holding up and being like, um, daddy, Uncle Joe, Uncle, D- not obnoxious, just so, like, happy, and she knew all the band members come picking her up, and it was just so really cute. Sweet. I loved it.
0: What was your, if you had to say your biggest takeaway from the entire documentary, what would you say it was?
2: Um, oh my God. I know I didn't
0: plan for that question, it just came to me. I
2: know. I don't, know. I mean, I think a lot of, like, the just where the tensions came from. First of all, that really was Nick's, like, Came to them and was like, I've made, he made the decision, like, we're done. Like, it wasn't a discussion. It was like, you know. Fucking Nick. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, like, really how much they gave up to be the band. Like, you think, oh, it just happened. Like, someone scooped them up and they just, like, blew up. Oh, also they talk about how much they regret doing um, Jonas L A. Was that the name of the show? Remember the Disney Channel I show? I loved okay, well, that. Turns show. out you're the only one. Oh, I know. Because- I was the only one. And- First of all, even I never watched it. I think I saw one episode, and it was on right after Life Like Nick Literally says that that was his biggest regret was doing season two. Also about Camp Rock. That, they didn't like Camp Rock. No, they loved Camp Rock, but they only Disney really only offered it to Joe, and like they, the team, or I guess their dad at the time, made the decision like, no, the three of them need to be in it together, which I think was really smart because that kind of like then they were the band in the movie too, and I think that was such a good, move. Yeah. such a move. Yeah. Um, what else, I have two more things to talk about. First, they performed. Okay, this is a fun fact actually that I think people forget, and I honestly did too. The song Year 3000 is a cover. It's not a Jones Brothers song. It's a song by like I think it's a British band called Busted, and um, they- wait a second, that's where that,
0: yeah, I swear to God, I thought Busted was a magazine. No, well, what are you referring to though? That she's she's s- about to talk about the Instagrams how they. Pref- oh, you, oh you they, go. Kept, I'm sorry, they kept tagging
2: Busted like- in their they performance. Perf- and didn't they perform it with yeah, them? So literally two days ago at Wembley. Busted and the Jonas Brothers for the first time went on stage and sang the song together. And the original um, Busted song has, like, a little bit more racy lyrics. Like, they changed a lot of the words because, obviously, the Jonas Brothers were going on Disney. And, like, I think, like, it says, your great-great-great-granddaughter is looking fine, but now they changed it to doing fine, you know. Ooh. <laughs> no, there's racier. I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so I thought that was, like, really interesting. I don't know. I just think people, like... Didn't realize that was the video that Joe posted of Sophie, like, screaming in the audience, being like, oh, my God. Because I think that, that no one knew that they were going to come out with them, so.
0: I, I didn't know until—I'm like that meme that's, like, today's— How, Today, today <laughs> years old. Today, years
2: old, that's me. Yeah, yeah that's literally. To, I actually think I knew
1: it was a cover, but then I, like, forgot because
2: it's been so long since yeah, I even heard I mean, that. and that was, like, their first song. No one cared if it was a cover. Oh, my God.
1: Imagine being busted. Wow. Wow. Honestly, you could tell me that like the term busted came from the Jonas Brothers taking over the busted song and I'm like, yep, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It does.
2: Um, Did we just come
0: up with the root of that word? Yeah. <laughs>
2: wow. When it's you like, look it up in the dictionary. It's like, it's like
1: when you found out like working the graveyard shift, like what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, what was my last thing? Oh, Harper's Bazaar p- produced this really, really funny video of the Jonas Brothers on like the set of their photo shoot with them and it's all about like how they're coping with Game of Thrones being over which I just love in general how obsessed they are with it especially because like Sophie's on it I just think it's like so fun and but something people kept picking at was that Nick like makes a throwaway comment like you know like Joe's so depressed about Game of Thrones being over and Nick makes a comment like Joe come on we need our lead singer and everyone's like Oh, my God. Are we settling the age-old debate whether Nick or Joe is the lead singer? I think people read into it a little too much, but that was, like, pretty so be- pretty interesting. interesting.
0: So, basically, everybody needs to watch this documentary. hundred percent. So, as do we. Julian. she's right. We do. We're going to record a bonus episode. Uh, the only reason I haven't watched it is because
1: I was away for the weekend. I yeah. don't know oh. what your excuse is. Goes away Because I was waiting for
2: you. Oh,
1: please. I know. She's lying, but it was, it was still sweet. It's really
2: good. I I really recommend Actually, she
1: probably isn't lying. She has no idea how to get it up unless I'm. I was I'm about there. to say I'm not
0: lying, but I was gonna
1: let you we're go gonna, with that just,
2: one. We're gonna teach her. We got a new Apple TV remote. It's yeah. easy. Um thank you for having me as the Jonas correspondent.
0: No problem. And actually we're gonna keep you around for the next five minutes as well because we wanna touch on Lisa Vanderpump. So for you Bravo <laughs> fans.
2: Julie just sat back and took her
0: phone out. <laughs> Don't pull my cover. No, so I know that obviously we have a lot of Bravo fans here and Julie Isabel and I are more of the Bravo fans in the group. So, as you guys all know, Lisa skipped filming of season nine, the reunion, and she apparently is still going to return to Vanderpump Rules, but that her contract is rumored until 2020. So, in a statement to Us Weekly, she said, in regards to uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills, she said, I made the decision to leave. It was a very difficult year for me, personally and professionally. I had wonderful things happen this year, opening up, opening up in TomTom Tom in the cocktail garden in Vegas. The Housewives is just, it's emotional, too difficult to deal with. And then she told Extra, I just had a horrible time with the show and the women. It was a very sad time in my life, and it wasn't made any better. I just decided
2: to walk away. I mean, wow. Like, I, I really didn't ever think we would see the day that Lisa would be off the show, but, tr- like, her antics really caught up with her. And, you know— like fully like lying and you know her closest friendship with Kyle who and Kyle really acts as the narrator of the show. I guess she couldn't take it anymore and she's off. She had a really rough season. You know the whole puppy gate situation. The you know taking a lie detector test to say if she had leaked the story about Dorit to Radar Online. Like so much unforgivable. Not even whether she did it or not. But I don't. I think viewers were just had enough with her and couldn't really trust her anymore. So, you know, it seems like a natural ending. I do wonder a few things. Me I do wonder about the Vanderpump Rules contract because that's like one of Bravo's top shows also. I don't know where else it would live. I think I saw like an article about them wanting to shop it to other networks, but it just doesn't seem right.
0: But why would she why would that have to happen?
2: I don't know. I I'm just saying I we don't know her relationship with the network. I don't know what I don't know what's going on with her and Andy. Like I, I have no idea.
0: Obviously, I have no idea either, but I think if I think, like, from okay, one thing about her, you want to say she's manipulative, this or that. She's not a stupid businesswoman, obviously. Oh, my God, no. And think about what more of almost like a kind of fuck you – stance, then yes, I'm going to walk away from Beverly Hills, but not only am I going to stay on Vanderpump, I'm also going to sign on for more time. Like we're going to grow the show to the top. I I
2: think that's such a power move. I I don't see her leaving. I really don't see her leaving Vanderpump. There's
1: no way Bravo's getting rid of Pump. There's just no way.
2: I don't think it was about Bravo. I think it was that Lisa wants to take it somewhere else that she was unhappy with the way she was edited on the show, the way things went down. I, who, I mean, there are so many logistics that we have no idea about contracts, filming, people refusing to film, this, that and who knows. But, you know, she had a lot of she has a lot of power.
0: Absolutely. Also, it's been rumored that Kathy Hilton will replace her. So on Friday Bruce Bozzi, which as you guys know, like I don't even know how to describe him to someone that doesn't know who he is. I mean, he owns the palm. He owns the palm, but he's, but he's more than like that. Cool he's just guy. like a cool guy. He's like a socialite. He's yeah. best friends with Andy. Like literally brothers with Andy. Like Cohen. Andy's his, his daughter's god godfather. Godfather, godfather, yeah. godfather, yeah. So he posted a picture of Andy and Kathy Hilton that captioned it, signed on the dotted line, a true diamond in Beverly Hills.
2: Not I don't know, so subtle. I, don't, I don't know what that means. Oh, my God. Imagine all three sisters on the show. It would be— Even if Kim came back? If Kim— uh, Yeah, Kim comes back, like, as friend of Housewife a lot, like, uh, gets to do the interviews. That would be insane, especially since the three sisters— I mean, I think they're talking now since Kyle's American Woman show got canceled because that was, like, tel- Kyle's narration voice of their mom's life, and it caused a big rift between the sisters because they didn't like the way that they were— portraying their mom and the sisters. But I think ever since Kyle's show got canceled, which was like sad, I think honestly it was a blessing in disguise because now the sisters talk again. And if they were on Beverly Hills, it would be, holy shit, talk about good TV. I can only imagine. So
0: we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I think, I don't know. This was crazy though, because if you think back to like the very early scenes of Beverly Hills, if you would have asked me which one of them would have like Quote crumbled under pressure. I would have never said Lisa Vanderpump. Oh my god, me either. She was the strongest. She was the like matriarch yeah, for lack of a better word. It was word. her show. And uh, wow, it really is unbelievable it's how that's really changed. Crazy. It is. Yeah, wow. I would love to just sit down. with And her.
2: Brandy came back this week for like a little cameo with Denise Richards, and that was also like just it's just crazy. Like the evolution of the show. You know, when you look back at old seasons, you never think people would make up who do, people would leave who do. Really insane. It's wild. So I love it.
0: I also want to say this is this has nothing to do with that, but it's it just reminds me. I don't have it on the outline. I don't know if you guys even saw. I don't know if we just spoke about it, but Lisa Rinna's daughter, uh, Delilah Bell, who, as you guys know, we we are big Lisa fans. Like personally, also she's a really nice person, and she has two daughters, Delilah and Amelia. And Delilah posted a picture of herself last week. She was wearing no makeup, and mm-hmm. she made the caption like. Wearing no makeup, just like lips and and lashes or something, and Bella Thorne commented. I, again, I don't have the actual pictures. So these aren't the exact words, but Bella Thorne commented something to the effect of like, you know, this isn't this isn't no makeup. Don't say that. Like it's setting a really false idea of what no makeup is for a lot of girls. Like it's mm-hmm. totally fine that you're wearing makeup. Just be honest about it. So. I guess that comment sparked like so much hate and she was literally getting cyberbullied so she deleted it and she reposted another picture oh, and yeah, said that. in this picture I'm literally wearing nothing other than lashes like here's my skin here's my face um you know I the, the cyberbullying that went on that that post was insane and Bella Thorne commented on the new post and was like yes baby with like the fire emojis I don't know anything so other confused. than when I saw that I was like wait a second that's aren't fucking you? weird I was like aren't you the same person that was put, the her on, that put her on blast. Yeah, that's so not all right. Here's my here's my take on it. Okay, I almost like objectively can understand where Bella's coming from. Take out Delilah because I I really I, like, love Delilah, but I I'm know. saying totally everything aside. Okay, if you want to say don't promote makeup free when it's not actually makeup free, that message alone I can stand with. But to pu- say it publicly, if you feel so strongly, DM her. DM her. Just yeah, damn her. I Why do you, you know exactly you are a verified person with a loyal following by co- making that comment? You know what's gonna happen. It's not that her was, first
2: rodeo. Like she knows exactly what people are gonna say. I think that I was don't not what right. happened. I think first, I think Delilah changed the insta the caption, then she had to take it down. Like it's so silly, and it wasn't worth Delilah being attacked over. Like yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. She should have said. Like not, don't say no makeup when you're wearing makeup. Totally, that's like a normal thing. But I think she was just like writing that as a cute caption. She didn't wasn't trying to be. That whole thing really
0: pissed me off. If you're if you're looking at her Instagram, I'm not gonna read the whole caption right now, but just go through. It's a picture of her in a black sweatshirt, selfie. So I know. weird. I don't. I'm I very pro. I love those girls. I think Lisa's an excellent mother, and I oh did my not God, like they that. They rock. They're the best. Yeah. Anyway, we are going to—well, first, let's give a congratulation to Snooki, who finally had her baby, Angelo James Lavallee, born on Sunday, May 30th. I thought she was pregnant forever. Fun fact, uh, my makeup artist is Snooki's photographer, and she did the um, photographs for People— and it was so cute. Did you see? So like you, like tagged her. cute.
2: Yeah, I was so proud. Yeah,
0: I'm so proud of Cara. Yeah, Cara, love, love Cara. you.
2: Cara is Loki, the fourth member of our
0: team at Makeup Understory. Kara. subtle plug. <laughs> she makes cool you do Cara, she she the coolest YouTube videos. Kara's is the Frankie Jonas of us.
2: Yeah, but she doesn't. But <laughs> just as wise, a fourth looks member, looks wise, she's the Joe. Don't <laughs> hate on Frankie.
1: He's <laughs> yes. really grown into himself. You're right. You're the Kevin.
2: On <laughs> the Joe, you're the neck.
0: Oh, please. Okay, we are now going to transition to our award ceremony. Thank you, Isabel, for joining us. I love you beyond. Love you guys. So before we go to the award ceremony, as you guys know, we are so excited to be partnering with Bravo to help spread the word about their new season of Bravo's Below Deck Mediterranean. And we actually have a voicemail from one of the crew members. So let's see who it is. Hi, everyone and Julie. It's Hannah from Bravo's Below Deck Mediterranean. I just wanted to drop in and thank you two for being such big Bravo fans. This season is one of my favorites yet because all I did was laugh so much the entire season. The new crew is like so funny, uh, but also a lot of trouble. Don't miss out on any of the fun and make sure to watch every Monday on Bravo. First of all, her accent—I love it. I could listen to it all day. You? I could listen to her talk all day. Oh my god, yes. But anyway, this is such a good season. Bravo's Below Deck Mediterranean Mondays at nine. Tune in, you guys are gonna love it. I feel like most of you watch it anyway, but if not, definitely worth the watch. And I think it's really fun to hear from some of the castmates. Like,
1: oh my god, it's a <laughs> they pop blast. Up. I know, I love
0: it. It's very cool, actually. Yeah. Yep. Okay, before we actually go to the award ceremony, let's just tell them very quickly about Open Fit. So here's the deal. Getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier said than done. That is why OpenFit is bringing you guys something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. So they have amazing trainers and classes. So the classes here are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. You can sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers. She's the founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, which is so good, like so good. Um, Or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, who was named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers know how to get your results, and they know how to get them quick, which is honestly, what is better than quick results? Am I right? There's
1: nothing. There's nothing better.
0: (laughs) Also, the best thing is that there's access anywhere, anytime. So you can view it on your computer, your web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku. It kind of, like, takes out the excuse of not being able to work out because you don't need a gym. You can just do it in the convenience of your own home or wherever you are. So... With our code COMMENTS, you can join us on our fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code COMMENTS and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text COMMENTS to 303030. 30, 30. Again, text COMMENTS to 303030. 30, 30. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text COMMENTS to 30-30-30. Standard message and data rates may apply. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And. I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's dot com slash cbc to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash C B C Okay Julie, you ready for this? Take us into it, M. Okay. Let us now go into our award ceremony. We are going to start with the funniest comment of the week. I would also like to note that we put up two options, and they were voted on by our patrons on Patreon. I love this. It takes a lot of stress off, off of me from having to decide, and you, obviously. But, but they also agreed with our initial choice. Like, me and Julie have, yes. like, our internal choices of who we want, and they happen to agree with us. So the first was Snooki. She posted a picture of her adorable son. And by the way, <laughs> so you know how, like, when they do little photo shoots, this was literally one week old. She just put a Post-it note on the kid. <laughs> I thought that was so fun. It was funny. so cute. And someone wrote like third kid vibes, which I obviously am an only child. I can't relate, but that's like a thing. You know what I mean? Like the first one, she probably had oh, like a whole- yeah. I, I have a younger sister and,
1: and definitely third.
0: <laughs> definitely would have posted noted her. So, so so Polly D comments,
1: so cool. Do you still have the other two kids? <laughs> I literally, I think I thought this this comment was funnier <laughs> than a lot
0: of other people did. Julie was like dying from this I one. thought it was hilarious. No, it was funny. The second was the one we were talking about earlier in the uh, the Jonas Brothers Harper's Bazaar shoot. It was a picture of Kevin in an all green suit like against green ivy. And Joe comments, smokes weed once. Yeah, it was too good not to. Too That good got not a to. lot of likes. I got like almost eighty thousand. Yeah. No, it got one
1: hundred and six. What? I'm Come I'm on, sure M or it's M. Check in <laughs> with our account every <laughs> once in a while. Please, please, please join check. us. Yeah, one hundred six thousand. Oh my God, that's crazy. That's really good.
0: That's over a hundred is like when you know. Over eighty really is yeah. is crazy for us. Yeah, but I mean, hundred is 100 wow. Is, that, was, that was prime content because it was exactly what made the caption like new era of Jonas. That would have never yeah. happened back when we were in high school. God forbid. They were wearing their purity rings. There was no fucking chance. Do you think they smoke? Joe does. Do you think they smoke weed? Absolutely. I feel like Kevin probably is like, no, thank you. I bet you, Kevin. If if Kevin does, it's the type of situation where like, once the kids go to bed, him and Danielle like split an edible. Whereas I think, how wild. I don't know. I don't see it, but I know Joe and Sophie do. Well, Joe and Sophie obviously do. Did you see Joe? Uh, Sophie was on her live stream and she was talking about something, and she noticed that she had the weed pen on her lap, and she literally she throws it on the ground. Also, did you see that somebody was talking about?
1: in the movie that she's filming, I think it's Dark Phoenix is what it's called. I don't know. But she had to do a scene where she's crying and they were like, no, those were genuine tears from Sophie because we took her jewel away and she started hysterically
0: crying. And we're like, roll, roll the camera, roll the camera. (laughs) It's so funny. Okay, for clapback of the week, also, congratulations, Joe Joe, Jonas, you are the recipient for this week's funniest comment. Okay, clapback, two nominees. So Ariana Grande posted kind of like a a video, black and white, and someone comments, this hair makes everything better, now do it with bangs and space buns. And she responds, begging you all to leave my hair alone, on my knees. Funny, and I can imagine how frustrating that is that everybody needs to have an opinion on her hair. <laughs> Don't you agree? Like, it, it's on her kind of that she made it such a staple, but it's also probably very annoying. Yeah, I mean, you cry when I tell you to get a haircut, so yeah. I can only imagine how Ariana feels. Um, when you guys pre- you basically quartered me and were like, you need three inches, and I was like, one, and we're never talking about it again. Again, if you cut
1: your hair religiously, then you wouldn't need to cut three inches because the ends would always be off and no, not dead.
0: <laughs> Isabel from the
2: back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, okay. <laughs>
1: My friend from the back.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, that meme. Okay, moving on now to Adam Divine. His Instagram name is Andy Bovine, and I fully forget that his name is actually Adam. You mean Divine? It's, oh, Andy. Yeah, why is that? I don't know, but I always forget his real name. Like,
2: what is in, going on there? In my mind,
0: he is Andy Bovine, for, like, fully. So I have to consciously say Adam Divine. Anyway he posted a picture of himself and in the background you could see like rainbow colored clothing. He wrote, to all my gay friends out there, have a happy and safe Pride Week. And someone comments, we must have missed your post yesterday about the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Seems you were just a run of the mill Hollywood chump. And he responds, no, I don't have any D-Day pics to post, but I do, but I do do USO tours and visit the troops in Iraq on Christmas. This post doesn't have anything to do with that. Just supporting my gay friends and fam who can't have their own holiday without insecure dorks making it about something else. Good for him. Good for him. Classy, to the point, hit all the key points, a plus clapback for a good cause, and with that, Adam Devine, you are this week's winner for best clapback of the week, Un- uncontested, right? Yeah, I think the votes were. I'm just
1: confused by his name still, but that's okay. I think I I emailed the wrong name also. Oh, that you wrote? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I emailed. I think I re- I emailed Andy
0: Devine instead of And. I don't know. It's just come on, one name. Okay, we'll get it together. Don't worry. Okay, we're just taking a very quick break to tell you guys about HelloFresh. So HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. I'm telling you, it makes everything so simple. Basically, it does all the meal planning, shopping, prepping. You guys can just focus on eating healthier and easier. And For me, it's the best thing ever because I'm just so not good when it comes to cooking, and this makes it so easy. It comes with... Pre-measured ingredients and, and easy-to-follow six-step pictured recipe cards. They're delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. Also, all of the meals come together in 30 minutes max, and it calls for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup, which is ideal. It's like very good for on-the-go easy, especially if cooking isn't necessarily your forte, but you like to eat healthy and like to eat at home. This is a really awesome alternative. Also, there are three different plants to choose from, so you can do classic veggie and family, and you can switch between for when your tastes change, this and that. Um, they also have fun menu features with HelloFresh's Dinner, t- dinner to Lunch, 20-Minute Meals, Gourmet and One Pot Wonders, among more. So for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Celebs80 and enter Celebs80. Again, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Celebs80 and enter Celebs80. Let us move on to our obviously favorite part of the show, the Kardashian recap. Oh my God. Okay. A lot of things happened. First of all, it was Kanye's 42nd birthday, which— and no one got me anything. <laughs> and also, like, nothing really happened. I think for all we know, he kind of just went to Hibashi in Arizona. I love that. <laughs> like, amazing. In In his Kim is my lawyer sweatshirt. <sighs> I'm going to make a bold claim. Are you ready for this one? Go. I want a Kim is my lawyer sweatshirt more than I want a talentless hoodie. Whoa. Honestly, we can get you both
1: of those probably. I know, but which one would you want more? I guess Kim is my lawyer only because Kanye wore it. If he never wore it, then I would take talentless. Right. Interesting.
0: Interesting. And fair. Interesting and fair. <laughs> anyway. Happy birthday, Kanye. Anyway, yeah. Apparently, there, there may be a party to come. I don't know. I kind of like that it was a little understated as opposed to the typical like blowouts that
1: they have. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, maybe we'll have a party for him. I, I can't imagine that they wouldn't do something a little bit more.
0: maybe they did privately, and we just didn't see it. (laughs) Holy shit, could you imagine that? Like,
1: imagine, like,
0: (laughs) imagine he just went to Hibachi for his birthday. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't know why it's the craziest thing that ever happened. No, it
1: would be the craziest. If if Kanye West did the same thing for his 42nd birthday that I did for my 10th birthday—
0: Isabel did also, apparently. (laughs) That would be the craziest thing. No, it would. On the other end of the spectrum, we have Kylie's best friend, Stoss. It was her 22nd birthday, and Kylie went fucking hard. Okay, let me tell you what happened. First off, Kylie threw a Handmaid's Tale-themed party at her house. The entire thing was fully Handmaid's Tale-themed, and she got so much shit for this. Obviously, like, Handmaid's Tale is (sighs) – okay, this is my take on it. Yeah. I I don't watch the show, but I do know what it's about. Surprisingly. And I think that because of the current climate of what's going on with like women's rights being taken from us and everything going on with abortion and all this kind of stuff, that what what happens in Handmaid's Tale, which is basically women being like raped and enslaved and all this stuff, yeah. It was just not the most, I guess, culturally sensitive Thing to throw a themed party and make light of. Was that the criticism that was received? Is that fair?
1: Yes. It was uh, what the issue with it, and I was talking to Isabel about it, I was at first I was surprised that she got so much shiffer, only because people have done this party theme in the past, and I don't remember them getting shit. But I guess what Isabel was saying was two years ago the show had a very different meaning than it does now. Two years ago was a a dystopian society television show. Now, as like our reality is starting to change a little bit, it's becoming more a reflection of of you know women and and what women are going through. so the the political climate is not this is not supportive of this kind of of show and and it was just a lack of awareness on Kylie's part, I think
0: and again, it's like the thing with this is that if she was not a celebrity and she had this party, she would not be getting any like that that's the kind of thing that I, I could like see it is. on the Daily Mail what like. Teen in
1: Alabama throws Handmaid's Tale-themed party. Like, couldn't you see that yeah, a little bit? Actually, I, I it wouldn't right. be as big of a deal, but, but because it's just so uh, public and the way she did it was so,
0: you know, extravagant for a show that's so not extravagant. I know. It, honestly, what I think it was is she was—clearly it's their favorite show. She was going hard, and it was a lapse in judgment. It happens to the best of us. It wasn't— I don't think she meant ill by it. She, she, she obviously just, didn't mean yeah. ill by it. She obviously doesn't support what's going on, but that was—no, that was no, it was the wrong call. I think we can say that that— That very clearly. But she then redeemed herself because holy shit. So they had a giant bus pull up with pink writing that said SAS 22. And they went to Chris's Palm Springs house, which we've talked about before. And I could could literally talk about this until I'm blue in the face. This house, out of any single Kardashian house that we have ever seen, which by the way, we are going to do a Patreon episode of like all the houses. This house is insane, you guys. Insane. I know we see it a little bit in the show, but talk about indoor-outdoor lifestyle. Nobody does it better than this house. They have this giant suspended cushion almost, which makes for the best Instagram picture I've ever seen. They had, it was like Kylie and Stas, obviously. Then they had Heather, Iris. They had um, a lot of Stas's friends like Nicola Ramirez. I don't don't know if that's exactly how you say her name. Um, Kelsey. A lot of people there. The The whole whole crew. The whole squad. They were all in these hot pink matching bikinis. They looked un-fucking-believable. I know I said I wasn't going to try to curse less, but that's that's totally deserved. They looked unbelievable. No, I'm sorry. I mean, next level. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't get... Okay, I'm going to say something. I was living more for Stas birthday content in the Palm Springs house than I was for Travis's birthday party. I know that's crazy. I don't know why. I couldn't get enough of it. Kind of weird, but okay. I just was. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Were you Did you not think it was crazy? Anything that they do in the Palm Springs house, I'm all over. They
1: could literally have a funeral there, and I'd be like, this is so Beautiful. Yeah, because you know Mindy did it. Like it was Which, just, by the way, that's where I want my funeral, so start planning.
0: <laughs> it was just insane. It really was. And, you know, okay, so because it was her birthday, Kylie goes on Instagram and she posts all these throwbacks. And, like, they met when I think they were, I want to say 11, she yeah, said. Yeah, middle school age. They, they met at a Barnes & Noble, actually. And I don't know. I have to know more about that story, how they met. but she. Starts, I don't know Stas' background enough. I don't know either. But she starts posting all of these pictures of them from their earlier days. And if you guys remember— they had Their Instagram names back in the day was I put the industry on my back and I put the district on my back. Those were their Instagram names. Like, Kylie Jenner wasn't Kylie Jenner and she posted a screenshot of those handles. She posted her and Jaden Smith. There was not one picture of Jordan, which obviously was purposeful because I can imagine how many pictures there were of Jordan that she had to oh sift through. Like we were talking about that in the Facebook group and not not even trying to be like, Facetious about it. Genuinely, I can. They hung out together all the time. One, how many pictures did Jordan take? And two, how many pictures was she in that they had to cut out? Right?
1: Yeah, it's really. I'm I'm sure
0: all of those pictures that Jordan's not in, she had taken. I'm positive of it. Yeah. Just to be Kylie Jenner's friend. Oh, oh, and the other thing is that in light of all this, people were saying that. Wait, I also have to say sorry, I have so many thoughts on this. I know. I get really passionate. We start to talk about Stoss. Yeah, you do. It's I know. like it's calm really, down. It's because I feel like I forget to breathe. I know. I've been following her so closely way before she even like blew up, I guess. And um I her Instagram followers I, I'm almost positive was 3.9 million and then like after the weekend it was 4.1 the last time I checked. Like think about how much of a boost this was and for her that's that's her prime source of income. Like right. she is an Instagram model and I can you know 200,000 followers is a lot. It gets you from the 3 million to the 4 million that gets you a whole other stream of revenue. So It's not that Kylie's—like, I hate when people say Kylie's funding her life. No, Kylie's not paying for her lifestyle, but the publicity she has achieved from being so close with Kylie definitely aids in her financial gain.
1: And also, even if Kylie was funding her lifestyle, who the fuck cares? Yeah. It's it's Kylie's—like, I I never understood that. Like, I I get it from a sense of um, it's hard to have people around you when you're paying all of them. That's something that we talk about,
0: like, with Hollywood people a lot. But if Kylie wants to buy this bitch a car, let her buy this bitch a car. That's exactly how I feel. I don't think it's anybody's place. If you've so... It's almost worse. If she has so much money, she's 21 years old, she has over a billion dollars, to drop 80, 100 grand on a car for her best friend that's been her friend for nine years, let her do it. Everyone's just jealous.
1: Like, please, like, if you were in Kylie's circle, you wouldn't be accepting shit from her, please. Or you wouldn't expect her
0: to help you and, like, start... Whatever. I think also the thing that they... What they give to Kylie is something that can't be given. And when I say they, I mean the friends that are really, like, have been her ride or dies. What they're giving her isn't financial. It's not monetary. It's not material. It's genuinely just, like, that unconditional support that is so hard to find for her. I'm <sighs> just sad about Jordan. I know. That was a whole other thing. We, we didn't record the Kardashian bonus show episode, even though it's airing earlier than this one. Which we It will have aired by the time this goes, but I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that scene with yeah. the Christmas party. Um, also, at the Handmaid's Tale birthday party, Sophia was there. And which it wasn't like breaking news. It's been they've been definitely getting closer again since we analyzed the comments so closely. They've been commenting on each other's stuff like a lot, a lot, way more than usual. And and Sophia's not that active in the
1: comments. And neither is Kylie. Actually, only really on Travis, Travis, her sisters, and now Sophia
0: and Stas. Yeah, and Stas. Yeah. Um, to- no, totally. What I was going to say about that is, do you guys remember like last year we posted a picture of? It was I think Perez Hilton posted. I don't even remember, but it was. A picture of Scott, Mason, and Sophia in the car, and Kendall commented on it like Scott and his kids. Yes, making light of the fact that Sophia was so much younger. It was, it was seen as almost like a bullying comment, and now Sophia is in it within it. Like we saw in this episode this week that she's at the Christmas party, everybody's accepting of it. She's really in it, and I, I can say confidently, at this moment I couldn't speak more highly of her. I think she's done oh, it with grace. I couldn't speak.
1: I think she is—and the whole reason everyone forgets how young she is is because she is so goddamn mature for her age. It is really—you know, any 22-year-old, I think, or 21-year-old in a relationship, I think, um, oftentimes lacks maturity in it. To be in this situation, in this relationship, and be so mature, it's, it's next level. I
0: I could talk about this all day. We 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 do. <laughs> I know. We do talk about this all day. No, I know. There's so many levels of appreciation that I have for Sophia. I love her relationship with her parents. Like the way she is with Lionel reminds me so much of me and my dad. And like the appreciation that she has of her mom and her mom's beauty reminds me of the way that I felt about my mom. And her, like, it's almost like this understated elegance that she has. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact, tell me, I don't know if we've ever discussed this, but like, I think this would be a lot different if she was kind of thrown into this situation and this was her first experience with fame. Whereas she's Lionel Richie's daughter. She grew up with with this, like, massive fame. So she knows what it's like. You know what I mean? She's not phased by
1: it in a way. She couldn't have done this if she wasn't priorly—because the, the relationship would never work. It would be—if she wasn't— as famous as she is, and wasn't as familiar, this fame would go to her head. There's no way she could get into this really even, and and also if she didn't grow up like that. She wouldn't have the maturity that she does. That's a type of maturity that comes up that comes from being forced into it.
0: I agree. I totally agree with you. I really do. No, we're we're big Sophia fans here. Also. <laughs> I hate that I'm even reporting on this, but I just have to because it was so weird. Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony, did a couple fucking weird things this weekend. First off, she posted on Instagram attacking Chris, like out of nowhere, saying that Chris fucked Robert Shapiro, who was another one of OJ's lawyers.
1: And also defended Rob, like in his case against
0: um, Black China. I don't know. It was so weird. And saying that um, Rob talked to her for over a year about the family and Chris and all this stuff. Then, at, this isn't even on the outline because it happened this morning. I guess Perez Hilton reported on it, and then she went on her live stream, was visibly very out of it. Like, I don't know what she was on. She was smoking a joint, but also she was more than just high on weed. And she was saying these really derogatory homophobic slurs about Perez, just saying these, like, disgusting things. It was so out of left field. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her, but something not good is going on. Yeah, I'm, I think we should all probably just
1: ignore her. Yeah. I don't want- I mean, like, not us specifically, but just like, she obviously
0: she's going after some level of clout here. Yeah, I mean, to to attack, she was saying, I'm not saying it because it was disgusting. She's like very homophobic, disgusting things. And then saying that she's a lesbian. In, in the same sentence, the whole thing was bizarre. Was you just should watch it. It's it on, was it's just on, really bizarre. Yeah, I think he yeah, posted it also. Also, um, Kylie Jordan and Tristan apparently all ended up at the same bar for Stas's birthday. Apparently, they were boozy bellows and classic. I don't know if the three of them ended up crossing paths or what the deal was, but that happened. We there was like we knew nothing about it. It happened, and then we didn't have any other information. But
1: um, I don't even think they crossed paths there. I don't. But it, how weird of Jordan to come to Stas's birthday? Like, there's no
0: way she wouldn't have known that's where they were having it. But then the other the other side of it is like, well, wait, Stas and Jordan are still good friends. Kylie wasn't throwing this party. Why wouldn't Jordan be there? But, uh, y- yes, but in the way that it's being reported is
1: that— Kylie was a Stas at a private table, and Jordan happened to be there also. I don't know if there's validity to that, and I think that had Jordan and Kylie been at the same private table, that would have been a much bigger story, and there's no way that wouldn't have gotten out. There's just no way. Private, your table could be literally on Mars, and that story would have still gotten out. I totally agree with you. I totally, totally agree with you.
0: Okay, is there anything else that you would like to touch on that we forgot? I don't think we did. (laughs) I I don't think we left anything out. I know. I loved this episode. I'm in such a you're in such a good mood I know I just love you (laughs) I love you, too. <laughs> okay, guys. We will see you next week. We may have a bonus episode dropping on Thursday. TBD. Really excited about that one. And, um, yeah. Remember, patreon.com slash comments by celebs if you want to check it out and join the community. And other than that, we'll see you next week. We love you guys. Thank you for everything and for celebrating Kim's <laughs> storing Five seconds of my voice with us because that was the coolest thing that's ever happened.
1: <laughs> I'm happy it was your voice and not mine, honestly. <laughs> I was like, fuck yes, it's not my voice.
0: (laughs) Okay, see you next week. So, I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically, when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes, there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada, yada, yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.